0: For this episode, we are doing yearly themes. Did you forget? No, I did not forget. Why would I forget? It's the January episode. Because I didn't remind you. I remind you every year. Well, (laughs) I do have independent thoughts. Okay, to be honest, I I somewhat (laughs) expected you to forget about yearly themes. And I have something else that I gave most of my preparation brain space to as my back pocket thing, because I was going to be a superhero. So are
1: you saying that like, you are not prepared for the yearly theme conversation? I have
0: my yearly theme and I have opinions about how the yearly theme has gone. So I and am...
1: I bet I have opinions about your opinions. So I think we're going to be <laughs> fine.
0: Oh, context. Anne, would you like to explain to people what the deal is with the yearly themes? Why yes, Liz, I'd be delighted to.
1: <laughs> we talked some years ago about how... Uh, People tend to set like New Year's resolutions and then they fail at their New Year's resolutions and then they throw them away and then they feel bad about themselves and we didn't want to play that game anymore. So instead, (laughs) we would reflect on what we would like our next year to hold and we set a yearly theme. So it's kind of like... Um, when you talk about reach or I talk about leaning into a thing, it's what are we reaching for or leaning into for the next year?
0: Yes. Like my first year, I set the theme of guts and then I acted like a courageous person the whole year long. And then I didn't have to have a crisis about was I courageous or not, but I had a whole year where I had acted courageous. And then that allowed Mm -hmm. me to see myself.
1: Exactly. So before we talk about next year's theme, I think we should talk about last year's theme and how it went. So what was your theme for last year, Liz? Yes,
0: savor. Last year's theme was savor. And then partway through the year, it became...
1: 2023 is
0: savor. (laughs) Partway through the year, it became sort of a like unofficial year of accepting help from everyone all the time, which was also an interesting learning experience. <laughs> but Excellent. well, that kind of goes Excellent. with savor, right? Like they sort of went together as a sort of I can't control everything. I'm just going to go along with the rapids as they push me. But I knew that this was mm-hmm. the year I would build the tiny house and this was the year I was going to go on tour and travel and all of these different things. And I really didn't want to not feel and notice those things as they passed by.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I was pretty unsuccessful with the year of savor for the first four or five months until I moved up to the farm. Mm-hmm. The farm very much lent itself to savoring all the pieces of building the tiny house and right. evenings by right. the candles and visiting. Yeah. I was very good. And being in the van really allowed me to slow down and pay attention to what's going on because it puts you so much in your immediate surroundings. Yeah. Right? You're much more a human animal when you're thinking about cold and food and travel and logistics. That makes it sound way less fun and adventurous than it was. I I have a question about (laughs) savor. It (laughs) is. Yes. I have a
1: question about savor. So it seems like you're talking about really paying attention to what's going on, what's happening, what's around you. Yes. Like it's the slowing down and the intentionality, right? Yes. But when I think about savor, I think about it as a distinctly positive word. Yes. Right? Like it's not like notice the crap. It's- savor. it, So you're mm-hmm. taking it in and enjoying it. How does that work as a theme if things are falling apart?
0: Well, you can always find the good things, or at least in my experience of things falling apart, even at the very worst parts of my life, there were things that were lovely moments I wanted to savor. In fact, sometimes more so when things are falling apart. Right. right. Um. I don't think that is true for everyone. I think some people find them place, themselves in a place that is just I need to get through this. I have never had that experience, even if things were bad. Mm-hmm. But nice try trying to direct it that way. No, I'm
1: just curious. <laughs> I'm curious. And there's a reason, and I'll explain my reason. Okay, what's your reason? So my theme for 2023 is uh, a mystery to me because I don't remember exactly because I didn't. So... <laughs> um, think it was right. Are you sure it's it not because might... you
0: failed to prepare, Miss? I prepared so well. Looking up your theme would have been no, preparing. no
1: <laughs> it's that I failed to succeed. I I wish to make a disclaimer here that I used my theme more like a resolution and I punished myself oh, no. with it. So I know, right? So it was either write or publish. I can't remember which. I think it was right with an intention to publish. I, I think myself... it was
0: right because we made jokes about, was it W-R-I-T-E or R-I-G-H-T?
1: Well, you're going to get to make a joke again in a few minutes, but not now. <laughs> oh, good. So um, I think it was right also with a W. And my plan was to do a bunch of writing. And for the first three months of the year, I wrote like every day in my office. I also was not employed um, (laughs) on purpose,
0: like I was, which is very helpful for a number of resolutions.
1: Then I started in April with a quarter time job, which I was convinced I could still write while doing, which I did, but it started to dwindle. But then I started with a full time job on top of my quarter time job, In the spring of 2023. When that
0: happened, did you adjust your expectations in keeping with the philosophy behind yearly themes of adjustableness? And
1: this is how I punished (laughs) myself. (laughs) So I had some goals set that I'm not going to name because it's not important about what I was going to write, how much I, you know, how Mm -hmm. many um, submissions I would put in for, you know, queries and things like that. And I told myself that. I was so motivated and so committed to the writing that I would keep writing. Mm-hmm. And but then when I had a job and a quarter, that okay, first of all, that is too many jobs for uh-huh. me without the writing. Uh-huh. And I thought I could do it because I was deeply invested. And I think that's how I hurt myself, was the thing about mm-hmm. being in so invested that I couldn't adapt and I couldn't let the expectation go. So I beat myself up about having, I had to let the writing go or I was going to drown. And that was an okay choice mm-hmm. because I was working a job and a quarter. And I want to say for those humans who I worked with in my jobs and a quarter, <laughs> um, I love or loved, I'm finished the ten, the quarter time job, but I love both my jobs, right? They were great. But this shadow of the not doing the writing thing, the way I had expected to really put a I don't know an ick on my ear.
0: Do you know what is useful for nothing Tell when it me. comes to making meaningful changes in your life is motivation and commitment? They do nothing. Nothing. nothing, nothing, nothing. And this is
1: why we've tossed out the resolution thing, right? It's the, it's it's that high expectation that you're going to somehow rearrange your brain to be a person you are not, to do a thing you don't really want to do or aren't able to do. It, it's mean.
0: So, given that you were already trying to fit one and a quarter things into a space for one thing, in what would it have looked like instead of saying I'm going to fit one and a half things into this space for one thing, you had decided to modify what "right" means in this context.
1: Oh, that would have been really wise. I can see in retrospect. (laughs) You know, for the last we are we are recording this in December. So for the last couple of weeks of December. I am going to have modified this and I will end on a happy note. I will be proud of myself.
0: Okay, you didn't You didn't answer the question. This was not a statement disguised as ask a question. This was a genuine question. How would you have modified that? No, ask me again, because I clearly wasn't already
1: forming my answer and not paying attention. The genuine
0: question, <laughs> not statement disguised as questions, <laughs> was if you were to have Realize that situation mm-hmm. proactively and changed what right means to you in response to your context, how would you have changed it? Instead of trying to keep the old method?
1: Yeah, good question. I would have looked at the list of goals that I wrote to go with it, and I would have uh-huh. either deferred them to another time, if I thought they were still valuable, like next year or when I have
0: time. What's with this sneaky list of goals? We're not supposed to have You don't say I'm going to make a theme now. Here's my list of goals that go with it. That's I know, just right? That's what I'm With saying. an overarching piece of paperwork. You, exactly. <laughs> so
1: I uh, I would be a grown up and say <gasps> I'm not going to beat myself up with it. I know it just, it was a bad, it was a bad <laughs> yearly theme because it, was me trying to sneak in a resolution as a theme, right?
0: (laughs) Right is a perfectly good yearly theme. Your sneaky list of goals that you attached to it was bad cheating, and that's why you're sad. Oh, that sounded judgmental. It was, but it's it's accurate. Uh, So we can just leave it. If we went in a different direction. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. I won't lecture you on. Well, I won't lecture you anymore. Continue.
1: Okay, so I'm taking a big breath. Now I'm doing the reset. (sighs) Yay! So I'm rewriting my story to not be the person who has to sneak in goals and resolutions as a theme. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, good. Good.
1: So I'm ready for 2024. I have a new theme. I have mm-hmm. thought about it mm-hmm. and just, just to wrap that beating myself up thing. When I sat and I wrote, cause that's what I do. I write like more yep. pages in the Julia Cameron fashion. I sat and I wrote about next year and what am I,
0: so, you know, like I wrote five pages. Wait, that's wait, wait, why, why do you not, we have to go back. Why did that not count as success in year of right? That you work one and a quarter jobs in a one job slot and you did I morning just, pages. How is that not a successful year? I am here to reform. You can just okay. be nice to me. What a great job you did with your morning pages, okay. Anne.
1: Hold me in your love and care, Liz. That is your job in this moment. How do you really feel?
0: I love that you did a great job of the thing that you're pretending you didn't do, but you did it okay. fine. So I sat and I wrote about I am holding I you in love to
1: be because I knew you were going to come and ask me this, even though you didn't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, it could be X. And then I thought, oh, no, I used X before and I failed at that. Oh, it could be Y. Oh, no, I oh. used Y before and I failed at that too. And I was like, that's how I realized oh. I have been sneakily using my themes like resolutions no. to measure and beat myself up, right? Which led me to my, uh, my new theme mm-hmm. for 2024. So in my life, ritual is the thing that gets me through. Ritual practices, doing things intentionally, pausing, reflecting, setting an intention about something. Mm -hmm. Just so we're doing that like weekly together, Lori and I. We're going out and planning our Mm -hmm. week, going for a walk and planning the week and thinking about what do we want for our health and our home and our work and our, you know, stuff like that. Then I set I do a little ritual in the morning where I say, you know, this Mm -hmm. week I chose how I want to feel for the week. And I, so what do I need to do today to help me get closer to that? What's one thing I can do today? So um, those are the kinds of rituals I mean. These, just these little practical things. So... I want to focus that way. Now I had a year that was ritual uh-huh. <laughs> right? which was really me secretly going to do a whole bunch of research on ritual. Like that failed miserably because <laughs> that is
0: not what I needed. That should have been year of research. Right.
1: My year of research. But also that known as also year of boring. Would have been um one of those horrible other things. <laughs> so my theme for twenty twenty-four, and if you feel any criticism arising within you, just suck it back. <laughs> Don't share it. Because I'm already settled on this. Is just do the next right thing.
0: Oh, tell me more about that.
1: Oh, that was very good, Liz. That's right (laughs) up there with how do you feel about that, Anne? I am always as I have just explained, hatching and plotting for the future and trying to figure everything out and trying to solve everything and trying to imagine what's coming and to plan ahead. And then if it doesn't work out exactly that way, then I get frustrated or sad or disappointed in myself. So instead, I'm going to lean into that, those ritual practices that I have. I'm going to ask myself, how do I want to feel today? What do I need to do to feel that way? And now just do the next right thing. There might be 25 things I think I should do. I'm going to do one. That's
0: very much what Saver was like. It's like in the moment, what's the next thing? Nice. Oh, that's perfect. That That is my plan. So this is different from the year that yours was just do the thing, because that was like about have a master plan and carry it out. This is very much right. about I'm gonna zoom in and I know what the next thing is and I'm not gonna worry about the master plan. Am I hearing And it this requires
1: correctly? it requires checking constantly, right? So really it's like yeah. check in and see what you need, basically. But I How just How
0: are you going to do that? Check in. So
1: I'm gonna use I'm gonna use those ritual practices, right? Lori and mm-hmm. I go out. Um, every week we go for a walk and we make a plan and part of the first thing we choose is what is the feeling you want this week? And if you have a hectic week, (gasps) I pick something like I want to feel prepared or I want to feel calm or I want to feel competent or, you know, what's the feeling I need to get through what I know is coming this week. And then my morning practice is what do I need to do today to either get me to that feeling or help me hang on to that
0: feeling. What a neat question. How do I want to feel this week? Right? That's a good question.
1: Right? Because the how what do I want to do beats the crap out of me.
0: Yeah. I
1: already know what I want to do. We never, it's like, <clears throat> I've been talking about Stephen Covey a lot lately. And Stephen Covey has the thing about how what is an emergency or urgent always gets taken care of, but what is important gets shifted off your plate. So- Right. Because you're dealing with emergencies, you're putting out the fires all the time. And so you need to it's more important to deal with or plan for what is important.
0: Whoa, these are and two different things. that's what this things. feeling thing you're is. You're saying that the way that you make sure you get the important things done is by asking yourself how you want to feel. And I am not sure what the line is between those two things, but it sure seems to me like you're using how do you want to feel In a sneaky way, like the answer might be, I want to feel like I got these four things checked off of my to-do list. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. I mean, it Mm -mm. might,
1: it might lead to some of those things, but like when I'm going away on a trip Mm -hmm. and I think I want to feel prepared, right? I don't want to be in a panic. I don't want to be running late to the plane or not. Is that a
0: sneaky way of saying I want to have these eight things packed? So...
1: On the day that I need to pack, Uh what will help me feel prepared is pack the suitcase, not the night before. Right. Right. It's not a list of things to do. It's a it's a noticing what are the things that are going to hurt me if I don't take care of them in a calm kind of way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That is a good theme. Okay. I'm not supposed to Thank evaluate you. it. Get out of if my If I theme. were allowed to evaluate,
1: I'd say it's good. Well, that's really nice, <laughs> and I don't care what you really think. So, because a thing is a personal thing. So, Liz, what is your theme for
0: 2024? Sec, I have to look it up to get the exact writing right. <laughs> yeah, this is the first thing that you... The first way that you know that this is not the best theme is that is i that might don't remember let me look what it, it is? up to get the writing right. <laughs>
1: Exactly.
0: Okay. Oh, I already said how last year was. was stalling for time. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, okay. This one I stole from someone on a podcast who was talking about, I think they were talking about things that money can't buy, which has nothing to do with it, but I just really liked this. And they said, strong body, calm mind, loving home, which I just loved those three things, which you're going to say is three themes.
1: (laughs) Strong body, calm
0: calm mind, mind, loving home. Loving home. Okay, and these are things that I have neglected more than I would like. So, in the last few years, I've been unusually focused on my career for someone who does not earn money from their career. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I want to correct that balance.
1: Okay. so
0: I've been focused on relationships because relationships are part of my career, and also I adore John, so I cannot help but focusing on him. But <laughs> so that part has been okay, but I have not other than giving up sugar, I haven't focused on health well from an exercise perspective. And the main reason I'm focusing on health is not to get old earlier than I have to get old. So that's a strong body question as much as it's a non-sugar question. I've already got the sugar thing taken care of. So I want to be exercising. And I have really loved what's been happening in my brain in response to meditation. And I want to continue Mm -hmm. that and the the Mm -hmm. calmness that's been coming into my mind that way. And loving home is supposed to mean like family and friends, which I kind of I'm pretty happy with my family and friends situation. I have the best friends. I have the best family. <laughs> but nice. um, I re- that's something I really realized when I've been traveling and I get to see my sisters. And I, like, I really lucked out in the family department. And
1: you really did. And I got to yeah. say, I love watching your Facebook page and seeing pictures <laughs> of your sisters and things like that. Like that, that is really fun for me. We need We need more intrusion into your personal life on your Facebook page. We love seeing your people.
0: You know, this is not the spot for announcements, but I did want to say if you want to follow along the journeys more closely, you can just find me on Facebook. I'm Liz James and you can click follow and then you mm-hmm. will see all the adventures with It's really worth it. I realize that's not part of this. Yes. Well, I, I can't speak to whether it's worth it or not, but it's certainly not part of the theme. But that's I, a side I, of it. Excuse me. I am speaking to whether it's worth it or not. <laughs> Excuse me, I am speaking. I
1: really enjoy it because sometimes <laughs> you are wise or prophetic, and sometimes you are funny, and most of the time you are all of those things. Aww. But it's it's really cool to see. Um, I love when you do the the funny chit chat, banter, family stories. Because my
0: family's too. hilarious. It's, I got here. They really. And I are. literally was just sitting at the table writing down everything that my family was saying. <laughs> Greet is like, hey, what are you doing? This is changing the experience of family time. So then I had to stop. But anyway, so the loving home twist is, uh, let me make sure I can explain this correctly. So most people say friends and family that love them is what that means. For me... My brain works a little bit differently. And I have become aware Mm -hmm. that manipulating my environment is a kind thing I can do for myself. So
1: could you say a bit more about what manipulating your environment (laughs) means?
0: Like living in the van, every single thing has a spot. There are very few things and every single one has a spot where it goes. So I'm never uncertain. I never have to think, did I bring everything with me? It's all in the van. (laughs) Right. Or the right. tiny house, same right. thing. I have a lot of trouble organizing, finding, and managing large amounts of items and having almost no you items. You can't organize. That exactly. is a form of love for myself to have a mm-hmm. a home that works with my brain instead of judges and berates my brain because my style of brain right. gets judged and berated a lot. And so saying I'm going to work with who I am instead of who I ought to be and make a home that suits me, it's sort of like... I was once in a home that was designed for a person who used a wheelchair and she didn't experience, like it's a much, much smaller version of this, right? But she didn't experience the world Mm -hmm. as having counters at the wrong height and light switches you couldn't reach and all that kind of stuff. I did when I was walking around this home. (laughs) But you can make a home that is for you no matter how small your difference is, right? Mm -hmm. Mine not being nearly as significant as hers was. But it's the same concept. So loving home has to do with... Finishing the tiny house and putting all of those touches in so that it suits not just my brain, but also my preferences and having the candles and the wood stove and all of the things that I'm excited about because I'm done the outside of the tiny home. But all the inside, fun, exciting, organized bits are coming up this year. So that's mine. Strong body, calm mind, loving
1: home. This feels like a whole life motto. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. It'll be interesting to see at the end of the year if that lands that way. Right. If this is a thing that you think, oh, like this, this is who I am or who I want to be or how I want to be. And I'm just going to hang on to this.
0: I'm really aware, talking about it now, that it is absolutely a to-do list. Like in the way that I just lectured <laughs> you for not doing, it is totally a to-do list. <laughs> and I'm not really sure
1: what to do about that. <laughs> okay. So now I'm going to give you unsolicited advice because, you know, that's how we Oh, roll. great. Okay. So... <laughs> What if you thought about it as a life motto? Okay. Like, so life mottos tend to be the things that are directing everything in an ongoing way, not just Mm -hmm. a yearly theme. And then pulled a yearly theme out of it. You've still got two weeks. (laughs) Like, if you thought, how would this be different from year to year? If this was what I want for my universe forever, strong body, calm mind, loving home. Yep, Those seem like things you're not going to change your mind about.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: So... I wonder if it is a yearly theme or if it's a bigger umbrella and underneath that is a theme and maybe the way to think about it is this year my theme would be this to get me there, like to point me there. Next year my theme could be this. How would it be different from year to year? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or this could just be a crock and you can ignore it completely.
0: Well, this is the one this year because this is Ah, the parts that have been neglected, which basically means it is a to-do list, right? So having um, a loving primary relationship or having my finances be set up or having a career that I love. Those are also very important things, but I've done those well. And these are the neglected areas. And also, I just love the phrase when I heard it. It is very pretty. (laughs) This might be a crappy theme. I'm a little bit worried. (laughs) I might next year be in the position that you are in. Well, somebody now. <laughs> once gave me a whole
1: speech about if you think your theme is crappy or counterproductive, then you just have to adapt. Yeah, I
0: might end up adapting it partway through the year.
1: Right. You may you may adapt. Yeah, right? I have
0: a whole. Yeah, I might. You know, when I think of it in light of what's coming up in this year, I like it better because there's a lot of fun and adventures that happen with this traveling and it nudges you towards mm-hmm. not necessarily meditating or exercising in quite the same way which I know sort of contradicts what I said last month but last month I was traveling in a different way in a different situation and where I am it turns out in the U.S. it's very hard for my lifestyle to nudge me towards exercising because they don't have drop-in fitness places like they do in Canada.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So I may have spoken prematurely about how this lifestyle nudges me towards meditation and exercise, because it really depends on where I am and how warm the van is when I wake up.
1: <laughs> it is a good story. <laughs> so so when you were talking, what I was hearing was the three phrases are a thing you want your life to be. Yes. And this year you want to focus there. Yes. Because um, those things feel neglected. So for me, I would think my theme for the year would be something like realignment.
0: You know what I'm realizing as we talk about it? Why these three things are sticking out for me? Tell us. You're going to love this, but I don't like it at all. (sighs) I am noticing aging this year for the first Mm. time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I am noticing my brain working differently and I am noticing my body having aches and pains. Mm and all three of those components keeping your mind sharp exercising and having a strong body and having a physical environment that suits you
1: and a caring home right
0: a nurturing home a home that a home that meets you where you are those are all about combating aging and i don't love that because i don't like the idea of my theme being a fight <laughs> But it is definitely, I feel the aging coming. I do not wish to age gracefully. I wish to kill the aging dragon right now. I don't even want to talk about killing the aging dragon. I don't want to be in a fight with an aging dragon. That's what aging people do. And I don't want to be one without um, saying mean things to any of our podcast listeners. Well, who all of whom are aging because all human beings age. I would like to be the exception. So you can, that's why I don't like that theme. You can
1: think of your theme as anything you want. I'm going to think of it as realignment. (laughs) 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 And I'm going to work on you all year (laughs) to realign your perception around aging. And I want to say, I totally get you. Like I turned 60 this year. Yeah. And I totally get you how there is a point where you start to feel like your body could be on a downward trajectory or where y- you start counting years in a different way. Like you wonder, am I halfway? Am I two thirds of the way? Am yeah. I Do I only
0: have 10 minutes left? Yeah. I, this is my concern. Have you made peace with aging? And if so, please explain the, please solve this.
1: I think I have more peace with aging than you at this moment.
0: <laughs> I bet. <laughs>
1: I don't think you ever have a day where you make peace with aging and that's over.
0: Oh, yeah? Because it gets worse and worse?
1: I think it, no. I think it's the change that comes with aging, the changes that come with aging are are ongoing. They're different. They surprise you. It's like parenting. Do you ever make peace with parenting and then everything's okay? Yes, after they leave home. Right. Okay, well, when you're dead, I'm pretty (laughs) sure you'll have peace (laughs) with aging. So (laughs) when you leave home... (laughs) So there are all kinds of things that come in different ways. Like the year that um, I was the age, my mom had a heart attack. I kind of held my breath all year and gave myself heart palpitations. Turns Mm -hmm. out my heart is fine. And then, you know, my brother got ill this past year. And so that he's younger than me. And that triggers something inside Mm -hmm. of me around aging, the failing knees and the arthritis and the eyesight and all the things. they are these constant physical reminders. But then there's these things that people talked about that you think, oh, that's not a thing. That's just your attitude. See, this is me judging other people retrospectively. Um, (laughs) The way that people get dismissed because of their age Mm. or erased or ignored. So I'm only 60 and I think I'm a fairly young and um malleable 60 like mentally mm-hmm. malleable yep
0: but nothing but mush up but there. there but there <laughs> but sorry i could not resist <laughs> but there are things that i
1: realize now like if i wanted a particular job or i wanted to do a particular thing there are things i am no longer eligible for not what do you mean? because i'm not because i'm not capable of doing them but because that's not who people want to see doing that thing. Ah, yes. Right? So, and if I was to apply for a uh, a different job, then the people might look and look at me, guess my age cuz like legally in Canada you can't ask somebody how old they are. They might look at me and think well, you know, if we spent all the money to hire them and relocate them to this situation, like, how many years are we going to get out of them? Is that a good bargain?
0: Oh, because you might be close to retirement.
1: Or failing, <laughs> right? Like, at what point, at what point, you know, my brain is still sharp, but we never
0: know at what point it won't be. On the bright side, they don't have to worry that you might get pregnant. That's true. I will Which is the other thing they're legally not allowed to worry about. But that does actually impact them if it occurs. I was
1: going to make a joke about, you know, um, parental leave, but I don't think Lori's (laughs) going to get pregnant either. And so we're not planning on adding any one of childbearing age to the mix. So, uh,
0: yeah. So aging. Also, accidental pregnancy, much rarer for lesbians. Right.
1: I always love it in medical appointments, like when I go for x-rays or something and they have to ask you, is there any chance that... That you're pregnant, and I always say, "Not a snowball's chance in hell," <laughs> for on multiple reasons. Right? Age, menopause, queer. There is no. I have done no actions that would cause pregnancy to occur. She
0: says very carefully, mindful of the fact that her son edits the podcast. But no, he has a good sense of humor too.
1: But the more, <laughs> the older I get, the more people would laugh, and now they don't ask me anymore. Now they just look at me and think, you can't possibly be pregnant. And they don't even ask me. And then I don't get to say not a snowball's chance Mm. in hell. And that's just not. And they always call you ma'am. They call me ma'am
0: now all the time instead of miss.
1: Nobody ever calls me miss. I tell you what, if they. I used to hate it when they called me ma'am. Now, as long as you give me a discount, I don't mind.
0: They don't give me a discount yet. They just call me (laughs) ma'am.
1: They don't generally give me a discount either. Lori, if you give. Lori a discount? Neither of us is technically a senior. Right. Yet. If you give Lori a discount, she's mad.
0: Oh, I'm not gonna be mad about that. I'm uncomfortable about aging, but I'm willing to take a discount for any reason. Right.
1: I am like, I want to know whose discounts start at 60 so I can go register there. I want (laughs) to shop there. I want to know. Yeah, I don't mind. And that's a thing. That's a perspective shift that comes with aging. So when we're, to, oh, look, at that was a nice loop. When we're talking about realignment, like you want to get connected I'm not back. talking about realignment. I am. You're I'm talking, talking
0: about, about realignment. Okay, yes. My theme, my choice. Because I'm
1: realigning the way I do a theme.
0: Uh-huh. So the,
1: the thing is you can think about aging as a thing that breaks you or you can think about it as a thing you need to adapt to. So we can adapt to it by building like muscle strength that will buy you extra years of strength. You can adapt to it by, uh, you know, using your brain in ways that keep it more malleable. You You can embrace it or engage with it, but you can also look at, well, where is the benefit in here? So at this point, nobody is looking at you anymore and saying, you're 20, what do you know?
0: Yes, that's true
1: right? You have a little bit more authority to your position. Yes, because
0: you're not too young to be trusted. And there's that psychological change that happens to women at this particular stage where your developmental stage is such that you're like, No, I know what I'm talking about. You can go suck an egg, which I really like that. I think she's referring to the kick acidness that comes with me. Yeah, it's really good. Like when you're young, Mm -hmm. everybody says, oh, you shouldn't care what other people think, which is like the worst advice and completely unactionable. Oh, okay. Well, then I just won't care. Like you can't choose not to care about something. Exactly. But I think what they're really saying is there will come a time when you very naturally find yourself able to choose which fucks you give and which fucks you do not give. And that that is a lovely life stage. (laughs) I do really like that. So
1: that's what I'm talking about. The realigning yourself to where is the benefit in this? How will I manage the things that I'm concerned about that I have the ability to manage? And then in the middle is the stuff that's going to happen... That doesn't make your life better, <laughs> that you have no control over. And then the thing you're going to control is your brain. And how I. If you can't control your brain, it doesn't matter anyway, right? You're... Well, that,
0: that might be happening, Anne. <laughs> you're unable to shift that needle. <laughs> how do you know the difference between ADHD and Alzheimer's? How do you know? <laughs> yeah. You start
1: making yourself sticky notes about where you were going and how to get home. Talking about aging, like my mom died with Alzheimer's and neither of my parents made it out of their 70s. So I'm thinking about if longevity is following their pattern and if the way my life ends is following their pattern, those are possibilities for me. How do you make peace with that? So that's like I was saying a minute ago, it's not a thing you can make peace with once. Mm. It's a thing that surprises you every once in a while. Something creeps up on you and you think, oh, is this a thing I can do?
0: Do you have trouble? Like, I have a thing every now and then where I think, is this ADHD or is this mental decline? Do you have right. trouble? Do you wonder every time you, something slips I your mind? I
1: don't wonder every time. I wonder if I start to notice a lot of things, right? If right. If I feel... Laurie and I sometimes argue about what actually happened like no you said this no you said that no you said this and it used to be because she thought when I said something once I had made a decision and it turns out I think out loud so I need to talk about it 27 times but now more often we argue about what do you remember the other one said or what actually happened and we disagree about that and If that happens once or twice, it's just, you know, maybe I wasn't concentrating with my whole brain. If
0: It happens to me constantly.
1: Right? If it happens a lot, then I start to worry, am I I cognitively declining? So when that happens, what I do is say, okay, so now I'm going to pay attention to this. Now I'm going to watch and see Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. um,
1: if I'm having this struggle consistently. Am I having this struggle in other places? If I'm having that problem I
0: write the things down. If I'm
1: having that problem at work and with Lori, then I think I need I need to get something checked. If I'm only having it with Lori, maybe I'm not paying as good attention at home as I am when I'm focused. Or maybe I'm tired when we're having these conversations. So it really is about focusing in and realigning.
0: This was a thing I had to learn as a person with a brain who works differently was that, especially in my marriage, it was always, if you're someone who forgets all the time, every time there's a discrepancy, you assume it's because I was wrong right. or I forgot. And I had to start actually writing things down. So I was like, I think this is going to get rewritten. Right. And of course, then I had to get a divorce. <laughs> but as a cognitive tool, I think it's a very it is one. like. And I think we worry a lot
1: about things, like about aging. We start making this list of what's going to go wrong. Instead of saying, well, what are the things I can control? What are the things I can impact? And what are the things that are beyond my control? And now how am I going to manage that? And I manage things as much with changing my behaviors as I do with changing my expectations. Just coming to recognize I am a different person now. Yeah. What does a person that is shaped like this me do in the world in this moment?
0: When I do a lot of that, like I do a lot of it when I was a kid, when I would fight with Wendy, um, the average listener does not know Wendy. Wendy is a person with an exceptional memory and a very good set of debating skills. And I would leave sticky notes on the mirror when I went to bed about like, don't forget you're mad at Wendy because blah, blah, (laughs) blah. blah." And then she would come by and she would take them. Oh, you need to hide them under your pillow. But then I wouldn't notice them under my pillow. Right. Like it was impossible right. to outsmart Wendy. Right.
1: <laughs> I So all of these things are like, are we outsmarting ourselves? Right. What do you mean? Well, like, are we, is the thing tripping us up? Is the aging thing tripping us up?
0: Am I looking at it the wrong way?
1: Right. Am I, am I. F-
0: Making the wrong story around it.
1: Right. And, or believing a cultural story, a cultural story that says, you know, once you have gray hair, you're not as employable or, um. As you age, your health will fail.
0: So there's some of a cultural story, but aging also does suck.
1: (laughs) There are parts of aging that suck. Do you know what I want? I want a life where I don't feel like everything sucks.
0: Oh, okay. Aging is great, Anne.
1: (laughs) So there are good things about aging. There are things about aging that sucks, but I have to find a way to rewrite that story in my understanding or else I'm going to be miserable all the time.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough, that makes sense. That is actually kind of a nice thing is that I do have a lot of adaptations designed to help me outsource my brain. Mm-hmm. So I am actually a little prepared for senility. I've been working on that my whole life long. I suspect it's actually quite different.
1: You have these adaptive skills and you've always been a person who's looked for an adaptation.
0: Maybe it's the year of adaptation or the year of doing battle with aging. Maybe it's one of those things. So what
1: you're saying is you didn't come to this conversation. (laughs) You
0: jerk!